Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are your average gun girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by StommyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. We are back, everybody. We are doing things the way we're used to doing things here on Not Your Average Gun Girls. Everything digital through the computer. It's not the same. I want to be in person. I want to be hanging out. I, I want to see you, Emily. I do. I want to feel that it's the energy. I mean, we're back from SHOT Show. Here we are, and we're back in our respective locations. I'm back home in Texas. Emily's back I in know. D.C. And it's just a totally different feeling. It's different. Like not being right here with you, Emily. It is. I don't like it, but, you know, we're going to try. I got to- my voice back, everybody. It is oh, so yes. nice to be back. My voice says hello. It is so... Oh, I'm so glad. You know, one person caught your uh, Phoebe Buffet reference yes. on, <laughs> on Instagram and I was dying laughing. I'm like, good. I'm glad we have some friends, fans in the audience here. Right. So. They know they know what we're talking about when we're making our, you know, off-handed uh, jokes or, or comments about random stuff. But yep. yeah, we're back to normal. The normal life shot show's over. Everyone's back to work, working on, you know, all that stuff that we've been scheming about during shot shows. So hopefully, you know, we're going to have a fun year. It's going to be busy. Yes, absolutely. Putting those plans into action, Emily. That is right. 2019. Woo. Um, I'm really excited for today's guest because we were trying to have her on and we couldn't have her on. And, you know, everyone's schedule just kind of gets like crazy. But we have got Karen Hunter, the Karen Hunter, Karen Hunter 42, KL42 on Instagram, if you don't know. Not to be confused with the other Karen Hunter, which many people seem to have in social media world. She is a national mag, uh, f- national magazine contributor and a firearm instructor. Karen, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Oh, thanks for having me, girls. Bye. Okay, now I'm intrigued. I got to see who the other Karen Hunter is that people are so I believe confusing was, you with. This is like maybe the second time you've mentioned it on your social media that people keep like tagging Karen Hunter, which is not they're just this to- random, this Kate Hunter girl? Yes. Yeah, so her name is, <laughs> she's actually Karen Hunter. And um, she is, she has her own show. She's actually quite out there. I had never heard of her before, but we run in different circles. So she's anti-gun. Yes. That is, that was what the funniest part I think of this was, is she's so anti-gun. And if you look at her stuff and you look at you, like, how are people not realizing they're tagging the wrong person? Oh, this yeah. is funny. Okay. I just saw the Karen Hunter show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's mostly on Twitter and I'll get these. Well, it started, I got a message message and said, I love your show. I love what you're, when you talked about, you know, taking down the Confederate flag and I'm like, who is this? And then I'm like, oh, maybe it's just something else. I'm like, I think you have the wrong Karen. And then I started just getting a ton more like, um, where can we find your show? Or where can I get this shea butter made in this face <laughs> by this African woman? I'm like, what is this? So I Googled her. I'm like, oh, so she's Karen Hunter 
we couldn't be more opposite. You know, I'm white, she's black, I'm, you know, conservative, she's liberal. It, it's really kind of funny, but it's mostly Twitter. And I just, I crack up because even if you don't look at my profile, but you just go in and to send a message, my picture comes up. So you see the gun, see the white lady, you see that and it's like, how are you missing this? Like someone even said, they read my bio and they said, you changed your political platform. What? This is a different Karen Hunter. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Like, but on your Instagram page, you have this adorable hat on too. And you're like, you look like this sweet <laughs> Southern Belle girl that has this awesome hat on. And that's so funny. Oh, I just laugh. I'm like people, but it just shows you how much people just don't pay attention. They just right. yeah. like, they don't pay attention. If I'm going to like DM someone or tag someone in any social media platform before I do it, I go check and make sure I have the right handle and that the handle's right. I just don't start automatically accepting whatever, you know, the autofill tag is going to be for that person because then you're like, well, this is not, obviously it turns out not to be the right person. Right. And of course, you know, then I thought about like just responding to these people and saying, yes, I changed my political platform. I mean, (laughs) that would be funny. (laughs) I'd probably get in trouble for that, but... (laughs) Actually, you should reach out to her. There should just be like a Karen Hunter has Karen Hunter on the show and you guys should just like hash it out on the Karen Hunter show. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, is, that, that's how you play this. And then, you know, help everyone's Google SEO. Right. <laughs> well, Karen, I, um, I found out about you. Gosh, I, I, I want to say maybe I've been following you for a while now on, <laughs> on Instagram and just through social media in general, because I love that there is a female who's doing gun reviews. And I think that's how I found you. I can't remember which article I read, but I, I love your perspective and I love how you write about them. How in the world did you get into this space and writing firearm reviews for gun blogs and gun ma- national gun magazines? Right. Well, it's kind of a long story, sort of. Um, so I grew up with guns. My dad, I mean, we would shoot shotguns, not a lot of handguns. Um, but we had like shotguns in the house and things like that. And I never was anti-gun, but I never was like, you know, it was just something I went and do with my dad. And then as I got older, I kind of got out of it. You know, it wasn't like a major hobby of his. Um, something I always liked, but I was afraid of them. Like I never thought about carrying one. I never, and handguns in every room were on the radar. And then my brother one day, um, I had gone through some things in my life or whatever. Um, but my brother one day was like, come shooting with me. And I was like, okay. And I did. And I fell in love with it as soon as I shot that handgun. And, but I remember thinking this makes the playing field even like if somebody is trying to do something to me no matter how big they are no matter how strong they are it doesn't matter um no matter how crazy they are but this gun puts me on a level playing field so absolute equalizer so then I wanted to get my license to carry and I did that and I remember when I showed up to my CCW class I had just bought my little gun this really tiny gun right because I'm a woman so I need a teeny tiny gun and um and I had all my ammo in a Walmart bag. <laughs> and then when I think back to that Karen and this Karen, anyway. Um, and so I got my CCW and I thought I was good to go. I thought I am so trained and I couldn't carry my gun. I thought I cannot put this on my body. I, what if it goes off? What if it, you know, and this is just like three years ago. So this hasn't been that long ago. And so then I'm like, okay, I need, I need training. I need training beyond this training, even beyond what my brother knows. Um, 
because we were what you would consider, you know, just recreational shooters. So I went to Instagram and built an account and started looking like, I'm like looking at everybody and didn't know what I was listening to, what I was looking at. And then I stumbled across force options training and they had a training coming up that was maybe an hour away. And I'm like, oh, I'll call that guy. You know, he's close, right? And um, so I emailed, his name's Fred Masterson. And of course, now I know he was totally laughing because I was like, I really need to come learn to run my gun. Is an hour long enough? And, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. And so he started talking with me and said, yeah, you can come to the training. And, um, and he's like, but it, let's see how you shoot. So he wanted to know how I would shoot. So he sent me the dot torture test. I didn't know what that was. I'm like, what are these circles? I just remember going to the range of my brother and following the directions and doing it. I didn't know what was good. I didn't know what was bad. And I sent the, you know, I sent him a picture of the target and um, he was like, oh my gosh, you can shoot. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> can people not? No, <laughs> so um, he was like, yeah, we need to do some training then on my Instagram. Cause he's checking me out as well. Cause you never know if people are crazy. Well, I had something um, that I posted, like it was like, you know, just like a, a piece of writing. It wasn't even about guns. And he's like, you can write. And I'm like, yeah, I, I love to write. And, um, but I've never had anything published. I don't think it, you know, I don't know if it's good enough for that. And he was like, okay, you can write. He's like, let me tell you something. Let me give you um, a topic about a gun. And then you write something on it and submit it to me. I was like, okay. And I did. And he was like, yeah, you can write. <laughs> he's like, so let me do an introduction with some people and see if they're interested. So I sent samples to Athlon and it just took off from there. So, um, so Fred mentored me, trained me in firearms. Um, I'm now certified in um, advanced defensive handgun, carbine. And uh, so I teach and I write and, and I'm not one of those people that um, if I don't know about a subject, I won't write about it. So I will only do what I, what I know. And it, and I kind of like it because um, it's coming from a perspective. I haven't been in the industry for 30 some years. Um, so I know what it's like to be on the other end where people are scared of their gun. Mm -hmm. They don't want to carry one in the chamber. Um, you know, they don't understand about training. A lot of people think getting your CCW is all the training you need. And so I've been on that end. So I think I'm a little more, you know, sympathetic to the, to that. And that's kind of where my passion is because what I did is I house carried for a while. Um, yeah, sure. I, had ammo, I put my magazine in another room and I carried my gun around the house until I got used to that. Hmm. And I took my gun apart. And when I took it apart, it made more sense to me. I'm like, okay, these are just pieces. This is not a magical thing that's going to just go off. It's only going to go off if my triggers, you know, pull. So then that, and then I researched, you know, holsters and trigger safety and um, all of that stuff. So that's kind of how I got started. And it's just kind of gone from there. But I think people relate to me well, because they can relate to the part of me that understands I was exactly where they were. I'm just a regular person that understands. So well, that's honestly the, the whole idea behind why we started this podcast. I think there's some, some misconceptions when, when we called our podcast, Not Your Average Gun Girl. What we really are talking about is that there's, there's 
from people that aren't within the gun industry, that don't have any background with military law enforcement, hunting, really guns in general, they seem to think that there's idea, there's, there's this idea of what a gun girl has to be like, has mm-hmm. to look like, when in reality, all of us that are on the outside of the quote unquote gun industry, there's a lot of us out there. We're, we're, we would say we're not your average gun girl because we would think, okay, you know what? We like how our firearm fits seamlessly into our lifestyle. We like that um, the Second Amendment is there to protect us, but maybe we don't know a whole lot about guns. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't look the way that we think the average gun girl looks. Um, and so that's, that's the idea of where we came up with this idea of not your average gun girl. It was really to speak to the masses that we knew were out there because I'm just like you, Karen. I mean, my journey only started four or five years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. into all of this and come to find out there's a whole lot more women that are like you, Emily, myself that are out there um, that just need women to speak to them. So I'm so glad that you are there. And I think you're right on the money when you say you're very relatable. You are very relatable. And I love reading your articles because it, it speaks you. to me as a woman very differently than the men's gun review. And no, I'll read gun, men's gun reviews. Um, I, I like their perspective on it as well, but it's very nice to read a woman's perspective on all of it. So what's really funny about that is like, I have a lot of men that um, love to read my articles because it's not from, from a man's point of view. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of really good male writers out there, but there's not a lot of women and they like that fact. They're like, well, I want to see what, not because they want a woman's perspective, but they want a perspective of, and this sounds really sexist, but a lot of times men can be like, hur, 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 you know, like, yeah. I know this got it, you know, and yeah. just how they are with each other. So they kind of like having a woman's perspective because, well, um, I think sometimes they feel it's going to be a little more honest. It's going to be a little more um, unbiased, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that, I find that interesting too. And what I try to do when I teach and when I write, I try to do it, um, from like guns are non-gender, they're not gender specific, they're hand specific, mm-hmm. but um, just from a shooter's mentality. Um, and obviously there's things I try to focus on with women because there are differences. Like, like I love when I found Emily's page because my brother was trying to tell me how to carry. And I'm like, you know what? You, you don't have the equipment I have. <laughs> you right. Your body is not like my body. So you might be able to do that. That's going to hurt me. Or I might be able to do this, but, you know, so the your the bodies are different and how I don't know so I love finding Emily's page because I'm like oh I don't have to sacrifice my favorite clothes you know things like that are wonderful because in those areas of shooting and carrying you know being a man versus a woman plays a role not so much in the type of gun you carry that's just more on what what fits your hand but does that make sense? Yeah, but our life totally. and our lifestyles, our lifestyles are different between what mm-hmm. men, men, what men and women do during the day, and, and just like what we need out of just the things that we want to carry on our body, or just like that we bring into our life to be part of our daily whatever we're doing. Right. I think like I feel like I like your story because it's like you you were very stealthy in like I've always when I saw like a few of your original articles I was just like oh I didn't realize that she was writing for like ballistic I'm like that's pretty <laughs> awesome I just assumed that you'd been doing this whole time I was like oh she's under the radar like awesome writer for all these publications and I was like oh that's pretty cool I wonder why she never really talked about it that much and I'm like oh I realized because it was part of 
you had only entered into that world a year and a half ago. So yeah. yeah. Well, and little did you know you were getting hooked up with Fred Masterson. Oh, <laughs> he's mean, so like, awesome. He's he's yeah. um, he's been in the industry a long time. Yeah, he always teases me and says, well, pretty soon I'm just going to be carrying your bags. I'm like, no, not like that. You know, and what, that's one of the hardest things for me because, um, and if this has kind of been hard for my family a little bit, especially for my mom. Like, she's not anti-gun, but I'm a different Karen than the Karen I was before. Like, I love to decorate and, you know, restore things and make things and resell them. And I used to, you know, I'm a little, le- I still do it and I still like it but this is my life. I mean, this is my job. This is my passion. This is my, it, it has, it has brought out a side of me that I didn't know was there. So very empowered, very confident, not, um, you know, because I can defend myself and I don't know, it's just been amazing. But, um, so now my mom's like, you're just always about guns. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not like that. So it's kind of hard for her at first. I'm, I'm still the same Karen, but I am, I am different. And, um, and so, I mean, this just, I don't know. So I threw myself into this because I was so passionate about it, just research and learning. I'm like, if I'm going to be writing about this, I want to be qualified and getting my you know certifications. And I mean, it's all I do. And, um, and I don't know, but my mom is better now. So she might. Have to day, but. <laughs> that is part of the whole kind of like that lifestyle. And like, I think once women get, get into like they're introduced to the firearm and then it's just kind of like one thing they're like okay sure I'll shoot but then once they really kind of embrace it and then their mindset changes a little bit to be like oh this is an item that could potentially save my life and they kind of open that door then there's another door it's like it's a rabbit hole that you can go down that once you like really fully embrace it and see all the training and see everything that it can do it is it kind of becomes like that's like your whole life. I mean, it really does. Like pre, I feel like there is definitely like a pre-carry, pre-gun life and like after. Because um, like everything yeah. changes. If you, if you really are being serious about defending yourself and wanting to carry, you know, on your body or even just being, you know, a home defense weapon, like it's a, it's a complete lifestyle change and you need to be all in or you're just going to have it sit around and it's really not going to serve you when you need it. Because if you're not doing the training and you're not doing any of that stuff, then what's the point? But it just, I can see where your mom's like, you're just all about the guns now. Cause I feel like that is, I think about that and I'm like, I think I have that conversation with my husband. I'm like, man, what were we doing before all this and like we'll be getting ready in the mornings to like go out for a weekend and you know we're put we're we're putting our holsters on and I will just be like can you imagine we were we were doing this three years ago we would have never thought that this would be our life now and right it's just I mean it's it kind of does and and kind of encompass and engulf your brain but not in a bad way it's a I care about my safety. I care about defending myself. And this is the option that I have. Exactly. And it's, that's kind of the one of, one of my passions that I really try to, especially in classes, I just did a class for some women that were local and all of these women are either wives or relatives of the men that I shoot with. So when I have a range day, it's like most of my friends are guys anyway, because I kind of grew up with my brother and I'm just not, you know, girly girl, but, um, I'm like, well, what about your wives? You know, what about, you know, and I know them. So they all agreed to come to a class. They're all scared, right? But it was kind of funny because at that class, I said, you just never know when something could happen, you know, because I, 
I understand being scared and I understand, you know, those things, but the, I said, the goal would be to work up to caring and carrying one in the chamber. And, you know, the, your goal should be to get there because once you're there, it's not as, you know, you understand it better. And um, a lady in the class said that it was like three years prior. Um, she worked, I don't remember where it was, but it was in retail somewhere. And someone had hid in the um, shop or wherever she was. And she was counting the money at the end of the day. And she, you know, sensed a presence that he had a gun pulled out, pointed at her. And she's like, um, so the only thing she could think of was to say, the cops come every night at this time and they're going to be here any minute. I'm just letting you know, and you can have all this money. And he took the money, dropped the gun and ran out the door. And there were no cops coming there. She just, that's the only thing she could think of. Yeah. Um, but she said, you know, that happened to me. And everyone's like shocked because she'd never shared that before. And I'm like, okay, so here's 10 of you. One out of 10 has had a gun pointed to her head. You just never know. And there's another lady, I won't name her name, but she's on social media. She shoots like in competition and things like that. And she carries every day. And she just had her baby. Well, some postpartum depression set in, things like that. And now carrying her physical baby after she had him, she was afraid to carry her gun. For some reason, she was thinking it's going to go off. And that's, you know, irrational that it's not, but she was scared and she was shopping. And this was just like a month ago. She was shopping and the shop went on lockdown in the mall and they had to hide in the dressing rooms because two shops down, there was an armed robbery. And she says she sat there holding her baby thinking, I can't defend my baby. There's nothing I have that I can protect my child. And that's what snapped her back into, okay, I need to carry my gun every day. And so my point when I do classes is to try to get, even, even men, some men struggle with that, just to get people to understand that this is needed. Um, if you can carry a firearm, you need to, and then how to overcome some of those fears. But once you understand it, and once you overcome that, yeah, it pretty much becomes a part of you because I think it releases an empowerment that isn't just a tool anymore. Like your gun is an extension of you. Absolutely. You're walking out of the house, you know, oh, I'm not dressed. I don't have my gun. Or when you're like, what shot show? I didn't take my gun. I'm like, I'm walking down the street. I don't have my gun. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that's a good thing because um, it's like we're more awakened. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you'd get to get your hands on a lot of guns before they hit the market. Yes. (laughs) Do you have... Do you have a favorite yet or do you have one that you were really excited about getting your hands on and doing a review about? Um, I, I always think I have one and then I get another. I, I like them. I like them all. <laughs> it's hard for me to pick. But I think one of the one of the best ones I had was the Mossberg um, 590 Shockwave. So, <laughs> so I own the 590M. So it's, you know, the pump action. Yeah. Back action but that one shouldered the Shockwave. I have it right here. Um, it's got the bird's neck grip. So oh, yeah. technically not a sawed off shotgun, but um, <laughs> there's hardly any recoil because you can do a five, 10, 15 or a 20 round magazine in that thing. But you're just like, boom, boom. I mean, it is so fun to run. You feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in the Terminator, like when he holds it down by his arm. Cause I've shot one of those before. And what I have, you ever shot the Aguila mini series, uh, like yeah. the mini shells out of it. Yeah. I liked that because then I felt like, okay, I'm going to, 
I, I wanted to try that first because the recoil, there's not a lot of recoil with it. So I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot because I'm not shouldering this thing. And I have no idea what this kick is going to be like. And right. so, but that is so much fun to shoot that gun. Well, you just feel like, yeah. So when I did, so my brother, oh, so funny. Of course, they love what I do. I've kind of become their cash cow, like all sure. the guys. Oh, I'm sure. Karen, bring the day. I'm like, whatever. And um, so we had just like skid targets set up where our range is, and they had put the little, you know, papers on there. And I'm like, can I shoot, you know, one of these targets on the skin? They're like, yeah, go ahead. I had buckshot in there. And I did the first shot, and the whole skid was just like, yeah. <laughs> You know, on the ground, I'm like, it's powerful. They're like, thanks, Karen. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it's so fun. Of course, then they're all like, let me shoot it. But yeah, it's, it's, that would have probably been one of my favorites. I still have that one. I may not send that one back. So <laughs> oh my I think Mossberg will probably be fine with that. I mean, you did just do a great review on their MC1, which I, I was excited to see Mossberg coming out with a subcompact. You know, obviously all these gun markets are now trying to reach the fastest growing demographic of gun owners, which is women. So they're all going for the single stack polymer, you know, subcompact firearms. And, um, what, what was your first take when you shot that gun? Um, I liked it. It has a nice quick trigger, uh, trigger reset. Um, it's a smooth break. Um, it just feels really good in my hand. So like, um, for me, typically I carry a Glock just because the Glock um, grip is angled. I'm not like a fangirl of any company, but the angle of the grip is a little bit different. So it just feels really good in my hand. And um, when I picked up the Mossberg, um, same thing. It felt really good. It shot really well. But for carrying, this gun is amazing because it's one of the smoothest. Like all the edges are really smooth. The, I the noticed that about it when I saw it. Yeah, it's just, it's really a comfortable carry gun. But of course, I always say carry an extra magazine um, because now your round counts down. But, mm-hmm. and some people say that that's like, I kind of, it's, I kind of laugh when, especially guys will say, well, you're not going to need more than two shots if you need more than two shots, you know, but when you, if there's a threat that encounters you, the best you're going to do is your worst range day because of the stress, because you don't know what you're going to do. It's easy right. to say, you know, backseat driver, hindsight's twenty twenty. but in an actual situation, some people may not even think to, like if they're not carrying around in the chamber to rack the, to rack the slide, mm-hmm. or you don't know what you're going to do just from anything. But um, so you may take, you know, or you don't know how many threats there are going to be. I mean, you just never know. So I always try to carry um, an extra magazine with anything or if I'm carrying a single stat gun. But um, but even the magazines, like they have, like I love ETS. They have the clear magazines, but the yeah. mag- these aren't ETS mags, but they are clear magazines. Yes, I noticed that about their trying. I think I think that's a, a fun little feature that they're doing with uh, yeah, it's really the cute. MC1. The 48, I believe it's the Glock 48 magazines. If you have any of those in the ETS, um, they'll fit the Mossberg MC1 as well. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that yeah. they were interchangeable. That's awesome. Yeah, those two are. Very cool. Uh, and do you happen to know off the top of your head wh- how much that thing weighs? Is it less than a shield? It's about a 40, yeah. Glock 43? Yeah, it, it's less than a shield. So yeah, very comparable to a Glock 43. Okay. Um, it's not, I can't remember what the exact weight is, um, but it's it's not heavy. So like when you wear it, um, because I use it in the Lexo pants. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you just hardly know it's there. It just kind of moves with your body. And I, you know, 
I know caring is never going to be comfortable. It should be comforting, not comfortable. But um, yeah, that one's pretty comfortable. Like it's, it's awesome. So, yeah. Very nice. I love it. I love it. So, so what's next? What's next for Kale Hunter? <laughs> well, <laughs> so many things. Um, obviously, I write a lot. So a lot of articles, a lot of writing. In April, I'm going out to what's called the, um, it's like a machine gun shoot. Oh. It's called the Big Sandy. So a lot of government, um, you know, agencies and contractors will go out there. And I got invited by um, a gentleman from Northrop Grumman to go out and actually watch the shoot in Arizona. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm hoping I get to shoot something big. Uh, <laughs> When I was at SHOT Show, I got invited to the ATAC Range Day, which is only military and law enforcement. So I got an invitation to go out to Nellis. So I was at the Nellis base shooting. <laughs> so that was exciting. Um, so I'm going to be writing about that. And then um, I'm going to be starting a, I'm going to go ahead and start a show. Um, a lot of people will say, can you do a podcast? Can you do a live show? Can you do, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to listen and they're like, no, do it. So I think I'm going to start that. So awesome. Yeah. That's very exciting. Well, we, yeah. we can tell you from firsthand experience. Uh, we didn't know what we were jumping into when we first started a podcast <laughs> and <laughs> it's ended up being one of, I think the best decisions that we've made. We've had so much fun doing it. The people yeah. that you have come on the show, um, the, the ability to interact with an audience on a totally different level mm -hmm. has just been so rewarding for us. And it's, it's super easy to do. So yes, if you know, if you need any tips, you know who to call. Right. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> and then of course, training, we have a lot of classes coming yeah, up. So. Uh, going to be my next question is, so what kind of trainings do you, are you, are you offering and you do those through with Fred? Um, yeah, well, I do them by myself as well, but typically um, we work well as a team. He's kind of like the principal and I'm kind of like <laughs> counselor. So I'm the one <laughs> I've seen that you've held like a few um, women specific classes. And I think yeah, like from what I've seen, like the reception has been pretty, pretty well with those, right? Yeah, they're doing well. Um, sometimes I think my goal is always to get them because sometimes women just want to be around other women. And then my ultimate goal is to get them comfortable shooting with anybody. Um, but I do a lot of just women specific classes. And then um, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one training, like, um, you know, just individual training, like personal private classes. Those are my favorite, I think. Um, but then with Fred, we do um, course options training. So I'm his senior range officer and we have one coming up on the 30th of March. That one's defensive handgun. Um, we also have an executive protection class because he teaches that. That is so fun. And uh, some carbine. Where do you mostly do these classes? Are y'all traveling all over or just in the state that you live in? We will go anywhere. Um, most of them are held here um, because we have a really great private range. A lot of them are held in Arizona, but anyone who wanted to have a class and had the people to do it, we would go anywhere. We're going to do another one in Florida. Um, and he just did one in New Jersey. So we travel a lot for that as well. Cool. So if people want to check you out and go, they, they really want to get a good review on a firearm, they're looking for new equipment and all that. Where can they find your articles? Where can they find you? And they can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and Instagram at klhunter42. And then um, I write for the NRA, um, America's First Freedom. I run the magazine column uh, or the gun column in Black Rifle Coffee's magazine, Coffee or Die. And that's at coffeeordie.com. And as far as the Athlon publications, that's Ballistic, Tactical Life, Combat Handguns. Oh those are all me. So, um, <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> 
That is, um, that is absolutely amazing. I love it. Well, Karen, thank you so yeah, much for coming on the show and talking with us. We, well, we have so much me. fun. Yes. Just getting to know all the women in the industry and highlighting your life and what you're doing. It, you're really helping so many women. And so I hope you just keep it up because we're really excited for you. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to uh, hear uh, your new show and all that stuff. I want to got to let us know when it's on so we can make sure that we uh, let all the other women that there's some more uh, information and resources out there for them. I will absolutely do that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank absolutely, you so Karen. And uh, we will, I guess, be talking to you guys next week, right? Yep. We will see you same place, same time. We'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, guys. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.